Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Start saying we said it. Last time we talked, coming off a 112-103 loss of the Lakers, a lot has changed. You beat Golden State, handled Golden State mm-hmm. uh, here in Memphis, beat Dallas uh, here in Memphis before you hit out on the road and you get Dallas there 104-88 in a game that was much more comfortable than the one was right. here at FedEx Forum mm-hmm. where, man, in the third quarter, it almost felt like Twilight Zone. Like it's about to be a nightmare loss. Yeah. yeah, without Luka and without Kyrie is just running on you. And the Grizzlies all of a sudden seem to have no answers. They did right the ship win the game in the fourth quarter so i say now big picture look what has stood out the most to you what have you liked the most in terms of these three straight wins for the uh for the grizzlies without john Morant? um you can name individual players i'm just going to throw something out that's more of a blanket statement more general about what i'm saying guys are accepting the responsibility and they're doing what they need to do to pull out wins they're finding their own identity without stephen adams uh without brandon clark without john Morant, like you said uh it's it's been a tough run without those guys but they found a way to kind of reinvent themselves reinvent the way they like to play uh we were calling a we were calling xavier tillman you know pretty much a, a store brand stephen adams with the way they were trying to play still play the same way as if stephen adams was out there and we're seeing that kind of work now uh tillman's kind of adjusting to that role um he got a big offensive rebound yesterday i can't remember the particular stretch of play what happened but i remember him getting one big uh offensive rebound that led to um a, a bucket uh in the second half um, they're really just finding ways to make things happen, man. Tyus Jones has been good. Desmond Bain has been phenomenal. David Roddy, of course. Um, you know, Jaron has been Jaron's been coming along. Um, they've been finding ways to win, man. And guys who guys who normally would play a lesser role, they're having to do more things now. And they're just they're finding an identity. They're finding a way to win in spite of everything. And kudos to Dylan Brooks. His leadership has been phenomenal. Been kind of all over the place sporadically, production-wise, but as far as being the leader, letting his walk matches talk, he's been doing those type of things. And like I said, this team is really um, playing some good basketball the next over the last uh, three games, like you said. Do you feel like, and, and I don't, you know, 15 games left uh, until the rest of the regular season, do you feel like this three-game stretch in terms of, like, you know, finding some balance and consistency, mm-hmm. you know, treading water while Ja's gone, uh, with what's happened with Phoenix and obviously not having Kevin Durant, uh, you're now four and a half games ahead of that four spot. 
Do you think this has kind of solidified them in terms of not dropping below three? We know Sacramento is only a game behind you. You know, that's still possible. They could catch you. They were just tied with you. But do you think it all does, – does this three-game losing streak change at all how you feel about the Grizzlies' chances of dropping below a top three seed? Have they have they, yeah, have they, have they won their way out of that is what I'm asking. Yeah, I think they're fine. I, I've, I've never thought they weren't going to be fine. Uh, you remember here and you guys show whatever. I've said that I wasn't impressed by the NBA trade deadline as much as other people were. Teams definitely made moves, but – it's a matter. It's a matter of if those moves are going to work. Uh, I joked on Twitter yesterday about how the commentators for the game they were talking everything about Dallas and and about Kyrie Irving, about Luka Doncic, but not acknowledging the fact that they're not good with both of those guys on the court. They have not been a good team at all, and that team is below five hundred now. That Dallas Mavericks team, who you know when it was Luka and 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 just a bunch of role players, they look like a much better team than what you see out there now when that hardy kid is has to go off the way he's going off man they don't have they don't they're not a good team defensively they're playing zone defense for that's the only time that something really works is when he they're playing is good though. I'm, I'm with you hardy i like hardy though oh yeah hardy's a baller you know what i mean you know he's a yeah. baller for sure he's one of he was a good high school player you know whatever but um that team, that team's just not that good, man. And, and no, even with Luke and Kyrie, their records, I think they have a losing record with those two guys combined. Uh, they're below 500 now. Um, the Grizzlies are, you know, you, you had, then you have, like you said, Kevin Durant is out. The Grizzlies are fine, in my opinion. I don't, I don't think anybody behind them can catch them. Um, I think they've shown that they're a competent team, even without Ja, even without Stephen Adams, even without Brandon Clark. This team just finds a way to win, and I think that they're five and a half games up on Phoenix. Them in Sacramento are probably going to go back and forth. That, that's four, come four, down and half, four and a half on Phoenix. Four and a half on. Yeah, Phoenix. I'm not. I've never been concerned about the teams behind us, and I'm not now. Um, the Clippers, the game against us was the first game they won since they got Russell Westbrook. I'm not worried about those, any of those teams behind us. Golden State is looking like, you know, the best team out of that bunch, and we just beat those guys. You know, we beat them pretty handily, you know, here in Memphis. So, yeah, man, I'm not. I'm not worried about any of those teams behind us as far as catching us is concerned. It, it's been after all the trade shake trade deadline shakeup, it's still been Memphis, Denver, Sacramento. <laughs> At the end of the day, those are still your top three teams. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We have uh, we've we've asked questions about, you know, minutes in terms of deploying guys and whether it's him or Mm -hmm. management, a directive from management to play guys less when it comes to Taylor Jenkins. Uh, We've talked about, you know, why he's using certain guys in the rotation and not others. So we've we've certainly uh, had our criticisms this year of Taylor Jenkins. But I I say that to ask you saying, um. How much uh, I, credit has got to be the word? Does he deserve in terms of, you know, what they're going through right now? Having lost Ja, you lose Brandon Clark. No Stephen Adams back. Obviously had a setback, and you know I, I realize it's Dallas without Luca and Kyrie, and and maybe you catch Golden State, who, who's been bad on the road all year long. But in terms of stabilizing things, 
when you need your head coach to do so. Um, how much of the of, of what's happened does does Taylor Jenkins deserve credit for? I don't like giving Taylor Jenkins a lot of credit because he's so stubborn. When it comes down to things, it seems like they should be so simple. You know what I mean? Um, but I will say this. I'll throw this out to you, Jason Smith, and I'll throw this out to our listening audience. Um, this is just kind of spitballing, just kind of throwing something out. What if it's a little easier to coach this team when your alpha personality, your superstar, who has admittedly had some stuff he's been dealing with on and off the court, what if it's a little easier to coach this team when Jaws not out there? Is it could that be a possibility? You can do more things. You might can yeah. you might can you know pull the reins a little differently when Jaws not there. I'm not saying that Jaws the problem or anything because we you know we're far from the point where we we're in the clear. We feel like we're you know we don't have anything left to do. But I could definitely see a situation where if you got if you've got these guys to deal with as opposed to Jaw and these guys, it may be a little easier to coach. Uh, this particular lineup, I, I I think that Taylor Jenkins is a good cho- good coach, but there's certain things about him that just seriously grind my gears, and I just don't understand. For one, you just saw David Roddy have a game where he had 20 plus points, went crazy in the fourth quarter, and you're still playing John Conchar is still your first wing off the bench. I don't get it. I never will get it. I don't care what spreadsheets or or <laughs> advanced metrics show. I don't care about any of that. David Roddy is a much – I'd much rather see David Roddy be your backup small forward right now who can play some three, he can play some four. I'd much rather – he can play some two. I'd much rather see him than any version of John Conchar that we've seen this season. And, and the fact that Conchar is still your first guy off the bench, even before Luke Kennard, who's shooting the hell out of the ball, those type of moves with, with, with Taylor Jenkins always have and always will continue to bother me. The fact that you rarely see Jaron and Santi playing together, I just don't – I just do not – I don't understand it, and I, I'll give him his props when they're, when they're deserved. I think he's doing a great job coaching, but I will say I, I, I would not be surprised if John not being there kind of makes things easier where he can kind of coach a different style of play with a different bunch of guys. Uh, Taylor Jenkins gets no credit from Anthony saying want to make sure that's hard. <laughs> I ain't saying that, man. I, I, mean, I ain't uh, saying that uh, at all. Man. Come on now. Uh, Zero to five percent, perhaps. Man, uh, he's kind of winning this fight. He's kind of winning this fight. Of I, stuff, I, I get, I get your point on uh, on Conchar being the first one off, and and all of it. What do you have? He had one point in two games in twenty five minutes. Twenty five minutes in that in that Dallas win down there. One point in twenty five minutes, and and none uh, in the game and none in the game no before. But but. Roddy did play 26 minutes in the second game. So it was it wasn't it wasn't like he completely ignored what had happened, you know, transpired the, the game before against Dallas. You know what I'm saying? Like he he played him more minutes. I, I'm with you on just just stop with Conchar. Like at this real point. quick, Jason. Real Go quick, ahead. man. Let, let's say but that you played, and your wife Roddy, Roddy played 26 minutes in the second game against Dallas. Smith, let's say that throw out a scenario that could be true. It's spring break weekend, spring break week, so y'all might be kicking. Let's say you and your wife and CJ went out on a, on a lovely night for dinner, right? It's going to look like a real Batman scenario. Let's say y'all went out for dinner, right? And some hoodlum walks up on y'all and say, drop it off, drop out everything you got. And you reach in your pocket and you pulled out a banana, right? And, and the, the, the guy slapped the banana out your hand, and while he was slapping it, you reached out. Then you pulled out a gun and you shot the guy. You saved your wife and your child. It all worked out fine, right? Mm-hmm. Right, but mm-hmm. the question Faith is going to ask you is, Jason, why in the hell did you pull out a banana first? 
This is what y'all telling me. It don't matter that Conchar. Yeah, it does matter to me that Conchar is the first man coming off the bench. Don't pull out the banana. Pull out the no. Don't pull out the gun either. That's a horrible analogy. Shout out to John Morant. But <laughs> but y'all get what I'm trying to say, man. Why are we pulling out bananas when I got a gun in my back pocket? I I don't know. I, I what I do know is that is that it feels like whether it's our whether it's our weekly segment on the show or whether it's on this show. There, there is always whether it's Zaire or John Concha or somebody that you want X'd out. Like that is your that is your main criticism of the team and of Taylor Jenkins. Whether it's again Zaire that's throwing your eye or Conchar. If they're winning the games, I I, I well, I, the only reason I bring that up because you're framing it as Jason or anybody that's listening doesn't care that Conchar is the first one off the bench, which, which isn't true. It's it's an eye roll thing. But to your point, if it's still getting done and if Roddy is getting 26 minutes, then we are seeing a bit of a change where he's realizing, hey, man, this young guy can come in. Listen, I think the reason he doesn't just X guys out and 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 be done with them and send them to the back of the bench is because he's figuring at some point he may still need them in the playoffs. I might, when they're you, I might have to wipe you off and dust you off and put you in again. And, and listen, exactly. And listen, right now, you and I, and I think rightfully so, both have more confidence in Roddy than we would Conchar. The way he's mm-hmm. playing the game is – Listen, when I get to the playoffs, who's the one that's probably going to be the guy that can hit a three-pointer for me? Mm-hmm. Maybe it is Roddy, but he's playing it where I'm not just going to, like you said, put this guy in the back of the pantry. He's got all dust on him, and I'm dusting him off for the first time in the playoffs mm-hmm. because at that point, Roddy ain't ready to go. So I think I'm I'm with you. I think it's too much for Conchar right now. I'd put him next to almost next to nothing, but at least have him out there a little where Hell, because you, but again, man, with no Brandon Clark now, it's almost, and I realize it's it's a different, but it's almost, man, you're stuck in terms of uh, personnel rotation. Like some of these guys are going to have to be out there, whether that's a Zaire or a Concha, because they're down to so few right. bodies. But, um, and, no, man, I, 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 I can't come in here after three straight wins and, and dump on uh and dump on him too much. I'm not dumping on him, man. I just, I just can't give him a ton of props either, bro. I'm just, I'm I, no, I feel you. I mean, you beat look, you beat a team you're supposed to beat mm-hmm. in Dallas twice. Twice. I mean, I don't care if no Kyrie, no mm-hmm. Luke, I don't care where the game is, you're supposed to handle it. So that's just right. you took care of a business. Now, the Golden State mm-hmm. one, you know, you can argue with the way that team you know has had right. yep. that was a little bit tougher, but like if I'm arguing your point, I could say, man, what man and them three wins, they didn't really do nothing. They won all season at home and they handled business against a bad Dallas team on the on the road that didn't have its two stars. If I was arguing your point. Um that said, we're both we're both clearly satisfied, at least for now, with where the Grizzlies are standing after these after these previous three. Let me say this too. Let me issue out an apology. Um I've been saying for a while, uh free junior Lawton. I've been saying <laughs> with, especially with Brandon Clark out, that man needs to get on the court. Brandon, uh, I'm sorry, Junior Lofton got some minutes um, yesterday. Jason Smith, he looked, he looked fine. He was able to put the ball in the basket. But the man looking like he's six months pregnant, man. I mean, I mean, let's just, I mean, and I have to apologize that I've been wanting to get him out there. I see exactly why he hadn't been able to get on the court. Um, Junior got to get that together, man. And, and mm-hmm. I think he, I'm not gonna say that's the reason why he's kind of not playing, but don't give these people anything. And he's, you know, to stop you from getting on the court. And he definitely has picked up because he lost a lot. He looked great coming into the season. Yeah, he's he lost a like, lot already, but you're yeah, right. He looked, he, like got, he looked like he got, looked like he ate, uh, like he might have ate, uh, what was John Morant partner? Uh, <laughs> what was John Morant Fred and don't play for him? <laughs> oh, no, not the, the boy from Murray State. 
Shaq Goodwin. Middle like you had a, a two piece Shaq Goodwin and uh, I know, Shaq Buchanan, fool. You talking about Shaq, Shaq, him too? They both. Hey, I said Stubby Clap. That's Stubby Clap. What's the little point guard, little white guy that can shoot? That's Stubby Clap. He was the hustle version of Stubby Clap, though. The kid from Arkansas, wherever it yeah. was. <laughs> like Junior ate them dudes, man. But anyway, I do apologize. I've been pushing the, the Junior Lofton agenda. Dusty Hannah, that's his name. Dusty, our producer, Drew Baird in the back. Dusty Hannah. I think the Junior may have literally ate the dust off of Dusty Hannah. No, we're gonna get, we're gonna get him in better shape, man. I, and that kid is gonna be at some point a contributor. If he can. Oh, that's my guy. Uh, hey, he's, oh. he's a baller, man. If anything, he can put the biscuit in the basket and take the basket out of the basket. Is what he's doing right now. A little bit too much of. He's nope. leaving the basket. Yep. Yeah. No, he's he's uh he's got a ways to go physically. There's no question yeah. about it. 